Hey guys, in today's episode, we look back at the week of the backup QBs, and then we talk about our favorite underdog stories of all time. Welcome to the Coach and Commish Podcast. No, not Adam Gase, and definitely not Roger Goodell. It's Chris and Sean breaking down fantasy football for the everyday man. Welcome back. You are here with the Coach and Commission. I'm Chris. Sean here to my right. Let's jump into some fantasy news as we look back from last week. And it was all about the backup quarterbacks. We had Cooper Rush, Mike White, Geno Smith, Davis Mills, all scoring enough to be top 12 QBs. Yeah. I don't think we would have thought of any of those guys doing that. No, the the unfortunate um, part of that is you probably had a quarterback that underperformed um, comparatively. Oh, yes. Um, but at least you didn't have any of these played against you in most leagues. <laughs> now, out of these four quarterbacks, let's say they are, let's just say they're all starting. For most of it, probably three of these guys are. But if they were all to start next week in week nine, would you pick up any of these guys if you're looking for waiver flyers? No way, Jose. No way. Not even the Mike White. No, I mean, Jets. if you're in a 2QB league, then yeah, sure, pick him up. But no, I'm not starting him over a lot of other options on the waiver wire. And, and my thing is, nobody probably had these guys starting at yeah. all. And so it's just going to look a little funky when you go to your waiver wire pickups. And uh, don't fall for it. Stay no. with your the normal guys. This is probably won't be a repeat. Um, but you know what? Something a, a normal na- na- uh a normal name we see in fantasy killing it week to week is Derrick Henry. Oh, no. And now he sad is music. out. Yes, cue sad music. How hard is this for us to, to take in? This is another running back. It's a lot harder out. for Morgan than it is for us. But, yeah, um, yeah, he's he's been to somebody that if you had him on your team, you're probably poised for the playoffs at this point. Mm-hmm. And you're also looking at the fact that you're probably going to watch those hopes disappear unless you make some serious moves. It's unfortunate. It's like you said, another running back. It's year after year. This is how it goes. This is why you should keep handcuffs. Um, and I kind of used to be on, of the belief that I didn't like to hold them until closer to the playoffs. But if you're in a 12-team league at this point, you need to be getting that backup on your bench. If you got Joe Mixon, Samaji P. Ryan better be yeah. on your bench. If you have Delvin Cook, you better have Alexander Madison. I mean, it's it's happening all over the place. So be ready. You know, I mean, even Mark Ingram. Pick up Mark Ingram. If you got Alvin Kamara and you can do so, get him on your bench. Now, with this happening, this Derrick Henry injury coming out, almost immediately, Adrian Peterson gets on a plane. He goes to visit Tennessee. This, The offense fits Adrian Peterson's run style. Is he worthy of fantasy consideration? Adrian Peterson was like maybe 36 years old. Yeah. Would you go pick him up in your leagues? I would. I don't think I would spend a lot of fab. I think that this probably becomes more of a timeshare between McNichols and Peterson. No one can replace Derrick Henry with one single back. Uh, They're going to need two, and you're probably still going to fall quite short of that mark. So I think Peterson will be – it's not like they brought Peterson in to be a backup. I don't think it's straight McNichols. I think it's more of a mess than anything. But if you want to take a chance, like you said, he his run style fits it. If he's you know still in football shape enough, he he could be an option for people. But I he's not going to get the receiving work. Not that they throw a lot to the running back in that no. offense. But 
it's just yeah it's it's bad all around i i wouldn't like make one of my waiver claims be you know if, if i have that um waiver priority i wouldn't burn it on him and i wouldn't be spending like 75 percent of my budget oh no to go get this now, guy. this could be good for ryan Tannehill and fantasy and aj brown and julio jones yep <laughs> so if you got those guys you probably were a little disappointed how the first half of the season's gone just hold on yeah now we're gonna see more i mean ball. honestly really Tannehill, because I, I i think he runs the ball more i think they're gonna need him to be oh, that yeah. kind of they're going to need to use a little bit of his rushing ability. Okay, from going quarterback to quarterback here, Patrick Mahomes what? under 20, 20 fantasy points, which for him is unheard of. He scores below 20 fantasy Should points people in drop most formats. Him? Are you worried? Should we drop him? <laughs> I say no. We shouldn't drop him. No. But I am a little worried. I, I think at this point you'd be naive to say that, oh, it's Patrick Mahomes. It'll be fine. There's there's something going on in that offense. I think you kind of talked about it. You thought that the coaching just need, they need to – they need to do a better job of seeing what the defense is doing and changing the offense. I mean, it's it's twofold there in in, in Kansas City. If you watch the games, uh, wide receiver two and below can't catch a ball. It yeah. hits them in the head. It goes through their hands. Uh, and then because CEH needs to come back because if they can't run the ball respectively, those two high safety looks, if you know anything for football coverage, that's what's keeping them from throwing the ball deep like they're used to. That's the, I dare you to run on me defense. Yeah, like. hey, dink and dunk, which all the receivers outside of Tyreek Kill are dropping or, you know, it's not connecting. So you need a run game. And right now, Kansas City, the coaching coaching side of it, I, I don't like what I see Andy Reid doing because he's trying to be a little stubborn saying our offense will work. We're going to keep throwing it deep and keep looking like, no, you need to adjust and, and take what that defense gets you. Get a run game established because your defense can't hold anybody down. So a question for you then. would you? What do you do with Patrick Mahomes? Let's say you have Patrick Mahomes, and you know we, we talk all the time about quarterbacks are, not, are overvalued to many people. So there may be a guy in your league that still believes that Patrick Mahomes was worth a third or second round pick that he was in a lot of leagues. Do you think you go to that guy and you trade away Patrick Mahomes while he has that value? Are you doing the opposite? Are you finding those people that are on the verge of ready to drop Patrick Mahomes? I think he's been he's been all right, hasn't he? It's just this week was really kind of the down week. Yeah, it's been like this slow. But you're not step getting what down. you you draft. If somebody drafted him in the second no. round, you're not. <clears throat> I'm talking to you, Mike. Yeah. Um, then <laughs> you are not getting what you paid for. Like no. you you should be getting a top five quarterback every week. And he's barely been in the top 10, I think, a few times. So. You got a Kansas City fan or a Mahomes lover, trade him for a starting running back when everything's really bleak right now. Or I would do that because you have guys like Tannehill, yeah. Carr. Yeah, these guys are sitting on, on waiver wires who can give you just as good fantasy points that Mahomes is giving you right now. And you can gain at another position that you need. Quarterback is, yes, way too overvalued when it comes to Mahomes' name or. Because he's not a Kyler Murray that runs. Yeah. He's not a Lamar Jackson that gives you the so, running value. Let me give you some names here. Like Chase Edmonds. Someone offered you Chase Edmonds for Patrick Mahomes. Are you making that deal? Oh. No, I almost have to make that a two for one trade, man. Okay. If you're giving me just Chase Edmonds, I let want to Let me give you else. a wide receiver here. So somebody comes to you and they have um let's say Chase Claypool, Robert Woods, or a Keenan Allen. Was, is that enough of a, a level that you would trade away Patrick Mahomes for, for a piece like that? Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's with the backup plan, knowing you're going to go find that other quarterback yeah. on the waiver wire. One of those receivers, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, those are top 12 finishers almost every week. So that's something to look at. I, I would do the same, I think, if you can find the value. If there's a, court, a running back that you like, I think, that is a little undervalued. Like, I wanted to say Joe Mixon, but he had a great week this week, so it's going to be difficult to pull that off. But if there's a player like that, maybe a Josh Jacobs, then you can go steal be just on the basis of the name of Patrick Mahomes, I don't think all of a sudden everything is going to click and they're going to become the top number one offense again. No, we were waiting for that for two weeks, and we and didn't I, see it. I think the big thing is is the run game. I think people last year defenses kind of didn't adjust to the fact that they didn't have Kareem Hunt and they didn't have this fantastic run game, and so they still respected it somewhat. And then finally it seems like, you know what? You can run all day on us. We're just not going to let you throw these deep bombs to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And Kareem Hunt, they miss. Like that, mm-hmm. Andy Reid is willing to run the ball when he has that player, and I I just don't think CEH is it. So I think even when CEH comes back, they're going to struggle. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. It's trade Mahomes away. <laughs> That's the crazy thing I never thought I would, and then I would say. But I would do the opposite. If somebody is like on the verge of dropping him and you can you can send over, you know, some bench piece, say you've got McNichols and you wanna hey, well I'm spoiling your, your trade away <laughs> away player later, but that would be somebody that I would say, you know, if he thinks he's gonna be the next great running back, sure, go get Patrick Mahomes for Jeremy McNichols. Yeah. All right, so let's go to some receiver talk. It was a really weird week. Chase Claypool. Hopkins, Jefferson, DJ Moore, all finished in most formats under 10 fantasy points. Is this a little hiccup or is this uh, some hard truth moving forward? Do we think these receivers are taking a major dip and we should panic or it's like, hold on, it's just an odd week? So our 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 good friends, the fantasy footballers, we're yeah. not friends with them. We wish, if, hey, if you want to be our friend, um, they always talk about the the. Vo- volatility of the wide receiver position in fantasy mm-hmm. players have down weeks every single one of these i don't care who you are you just saw it with mike williams you could have put in this list he, yeah, he had a terrible week um it just happens and you have to keep starting them when they have a name like this now you do need to watch the injury with hopkins you know going individually here claypool he's somebody that i still don't think we've I, to me he's never reached that level of that i'm starting him for sure every week like these other guys um so I would be looking at matchups. He is one of only two, you know, really good receivers in that offense right now. So I think you can still play him. Jefferson, yeah, right back into my lineup. DJ Moore, it's rough in in Carolina right now, but they're supposed yeah. to get McCaffrey back at some point, and I think that will only help the offense. So really just keep starting these guys. Okay. Yeah, it's just really odd when you see these guys in 20s and below. Yep. Um, but let's go to our party question of the week. <laughs> Ian, would you like to go to a party in my pants? No, Brick. All right, let's go. All right, so our party question of the week. What is your favorite underdog story of all time, Sean? Like, looking at these quarterbacks, it's it's just kind of fun to see, like, Mike White, you know, coming in. Yeah, and they won, a, too. All a these phenomenal. Yeah. Davis Mills didn't win. Yeah, up, yeah. Cooper Rush. I mean, he came in there was like, as a Vikings fan, it sucked. Uh, <laughs> but they kept panning over to his parents, and they were just going it was nuts. Cool to see. It was really cool to see him succeed in the NFL. So look at these underdog stories. Sean, I like your pick here. <laughs> Let's go with yours first. 
Yeah, I mean, instantly when I saw the underdog, I didn't know if you meant specifically in sports, but that's where my mind went. And it was to those New York Giants led by Eli Manning mm. in a Super Bowl that no one thought they could possibly win against the undefeated New England Patriots. They had no business being with those guys. Not at all. And then it turned out to be one of the best Super Bowls in NFL history with the, you know, David Tyree helmet catch. Yeah, it I was mean, amazing. I was a Dolphins fan who was, you know, not able to drink champagne, but was ready to pop my cork when we <laughs> somehow, the Giants, though, the Giants have done it to them many times. So that some reason the Achilles heel of the Patriots is Eli Manning and the Giants because they've, they've gotten two Super Bowls from them. So they're my forever underdog story that I just will absolutely love. Yeah, I was watching the uh, the Manning brothers uh, broadcast on Monday Night Football, and they, they have awesome guests come on. They brought Tom Brady on, and they mentioned about playing each other, and, and Tom Brady says, you know, I really enjoyed my, my games against Peyton, but uh, Eli, not, not as much. And Eli's <laughs> like, I enjoyed all our games. You know, kind of throw it there. He's like, yeah, I end up winning. He's like, something was different eli would just saw the silver helmets of the patriots and it just like turned on for him and he was unstoppable and it was crazy that way so that's a great one football you got related. a sport one for us here i too? do it goes to hockey this is like my favorite movie but one of my favorite stories of all time miracle okay all right the usa olympic hockey team defeating russia which was like undefeated for 20 something years in in olympic hockey and this is before Really, before we started using country it. pride, yeah, NHL guys were playing there. These younger fellas were were playing for your countries in the Olympics, and uh, I mean that movie that Disney put out, it's phenomenal. I can watch it a couple of times every year, and I don't care. I know what's happening. I just, <laughs> it just gets your juices pumping. Uh, Disney makes great sports movies. Gets your eyes uh, flowing. Oh yeah, a little bit of tears, <laughs> a little pride there. But when you go in with a bunch of scrappers like the USA did, no one gave them a chance against this machine of Russia. And then they had to get over the hump. They beat Russia in the semis, and then they still had to come from behind to win gold. I forgot who they played. Uh, But it's like one of the few times USA Hockey did something phenomenal. But the great thing of like um, Al Michaels making the call, do you believe in miracles? Yes. Like everyone remembers that saying. And that's a a true underdog story in sports there. They were like – they play 100 times, 99 times. Russia probably would have won, but that one time they won that night. Yeah. So if you've got your underdog story, it doesn't have to be sports-related, mm-hmm. let us know. All right, so from party question to our turntables. Well, well, well. How the turntables? All right, our turntable uh, guys this week here, we are talking about players we would trade away or trade for so here are some targets that we think you should look out for i'll start this off sean because you mentioned him already jeremy mcnichols talking about this man a lot today he yeah you have to derrick henry injury is going to shake up a lot of fantasy leagues for waiver wires of pickup for adrian peterson or mcnichols i searched and i'm in like eight leagues right i searched around for mcnichols he was picked up everywhere already wow last week people were starting to pick up handcuffs and just volume guys for bye weeks because yep. he was already kind of game plan of the offense. So for most leagues, you're probably one of those where McNichols is already uh, rostered. So are you trading for this guy or you're trading him away? <sighs> Both. Okay. So I'm trading for him if I'm the Derrick Henry owner that's hurting right now. Okay. I'm trading for him if I've been terrible at RB2s and I can't get enough like touches 
to mean anything in your lineup, I would go for McNichols. Trade for him because you're not going to find anything else on the waiver wire. And if your guys on your roster are already really, really bad, like if you're putting Samaji P. Ryan in at RB2, yeah, it's take him out and make a trade offer for Jeremy McNichols. Because uh, some teams probably have him rostered if they picked him up last week and they have the RB depth, they might not need McNichols right now. Let me throw a few names at you here. So players that you may try to trade for, um, will you be trading for a Miles Gaskin? Or I guess give me the who's who's better rest of season in your eye right now? Would you rather have Miles Gaskin or would you have, rather have Jeremy McNichols? I'd rather have a Miles Gaskin. Okay. So And then let's see, maybe a Devil, Devin Singletary. A Mike Davis, which which um, uh, Mike Davis stay away from. So keep Jeremy <laughs> Nichols there. He's had two good weeks in a row, so he's somebody that if you can trade, I have been trying so hard to trade him. I didn't even <laughs> want to keep him in this league that I have him in because I knew this was going to happen. But I he was such a good value, I kept. Yeah, yeah. And if then, you can trade that man, get rid of him. Get you know get in Singletary, but it's it depends on where your roster is. Uh, hurting for McNichols so trade him away if you got him and you don't need him like if you picked him up during the the bipocalypse when you needed somebody to start there would you t- try to go get like a Devonta Smith he's had a rough go of it but you think eventually they got to get that connection figured out you think eventually you do uh, I can't understand if you don't need the RB depth I think he's kind of a good target but trade for him as well if you need it so yep. it's kind of a catch 20 I don't know what how do you how do you describe it if you could go to the Derrick Henry owner and he owned Jerry Judy, which is my pick, I mm-hmm. think that would be a fantastic trade for. Yeah. So um, I'm going to talk about Jerry Judy a little bit. I talked about him last week as a start. Womp, womp. That didn't, yeah, that that didn't, didn't work, work out yeah. too well. The Broncos offense just looked terrible. I don't really understand what happened there. Um, Washington finally figured out how to play defense maybe. I don't know. It just didn't go well. Um, but I think even more so now you have a chance to do it because last week what happened is – you're trying to get because I tried to approach the Jerry Judy owners and they were like, "No, I've waited all this time. I want to see what I have. Yeah, <laughs> I I need to reap the benefits, not you." And then he came out and he sucked. Like four or five points sucked. So I think now is the time you could jump on this. He probably wasn't seeing the full allotment of snaps at the time. He's somebody that I just think you could go and try to get on the cheap right now. Like if you had a Jeremy McNichols somebody hurting for running back that you could give them kind of one of these middling guys, somebody who's going to lose value, like a Devontae Booker, you know, eventually Saquon's coming back and mm. you're going to, he's going to be useless to you. Go get Jerry Judy, in my opinion. What is, how do you feel about Judy? Uh, I feel Judy is the the wide receiver one in that offense. I think Sutton is going to take a, a step back. Okay. Even toward the end of that game where they were struggling to make any offense work, uh, just seeing Judy... Um, sideline catch. I mean, it was a beautiful sideline catch. Judy's the better talent uh, that's underperforming. So, yeah, go get him. Yeah, he, I think he's, he was once, 72% at snap, so he was almost up to his full, which yeah. is in some ways encouraging, meaning he's he looks healthy. Yeah, he looks he looks healthy, and, and he will get better. But if, if you find a Jerry Judy owner that is not patient, go grab him. Yep. All right, from our turntables, we go to our start-sit um, advice for this week. And, and, Sean, looking back at these last couple episodes, people really need to listen to you and not to me. Like you <laughs> I've have, done well. My Judy was a little rough. You've hit all but, of them. But man. I've hit a lot of them, yeah. <laughs> I've been, I was like... 
dang, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I was looking back. It's like, oh, I hit one. Maybe mm, that'll be next week's. It. We'll we'll do a little review and see see where we're oh, at. Oh yeah, we need to keep a little count. Yeah. Uh, we'll put I, something on the line. Yeah. So, Maybe a dirty buffalo dinner or something. Ooh, there we go. Yeah, we can do that. Might need to start from zeros though for. Uh, yeah, that or give sake. me a couple more weeks to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our starts of the week here, Sean. I'll go to you. Who do we start this week? I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm. I can't I'm, either. I'm starting Miles Gaskin. <gasps> Gasp. Yeah, Gaskin. Um, <laughs> I I know it's been tough. Um, he's been pretty up and down, but he is getting the work. We I I think he was my sit last week. Yeah, which was a good option because you know the Bills defense is really good. And I just think that this week is the week that you can go in there and you can start him. Um, there's going to be running backs on bye. You got to like a DeAndre Swift is going to be on bye. So I, I just think that he, you're not going to be able to afford to sit Miles Gaskin this week. Um, mm. I'm trying to quickly pull up who he's playing this week. Oh, he's playing Houston. So you've got a great, great um, matchup for him this week. Houston, you know, any week can be run on. So without with Malcolm Brown being out, I think that Gaskin is going to continue to get the work and he is talented in the receiving game. So I think that he'll probably find a way to get some big reception that will save your game. Even if he's not into the end zone, I think he's kind of a safe play. Like if, if you're considering like an AJ Dillon over him, I think that's kind of where I would still go with Gaskin. Yes. AJ Dillon looked like he had a great game, but that was the game plan because they had no wide receivers. Right. Yeah. And I just, I don't think Dylan's going to get the volume that you're going to see with Gaskin. So he's somebody that I'd go over, over him. I would, I would go with Gaskin over Devin Singletary, um, McNichols. I want to, we'll get to that later, but go go ahead and give us your start. So my start, because I've been really bad at it. I think I did okay last week, but (laughs) just pick a safe one here. Maybe, well, maybe no, this is out of the box thinking Taysom Hill. Yes. The injuries right now to the saints, the trade deadline just passed. They didn't trade for anyone to be their starting QB. Uh, Bridgewater was on the whispers of maybe going back to New Orleans. I mean, he was, the thing is Taysom was potentially going to be the starter. So I, I wouldn't think that. Yeah. He's coming from off a concussion. So it's not like he's coming off a, like a, a a knee injury or something that's going to affect his play. He's, he's coming in with a lot of rushing upside and this team is clicking with a good defense. So the game plan will be kind of what we saw Taysom Hill toward those like week 11 to week 16 last year where he was a lot of fantasy value because he'll probably get you one rushing touchdown per game. Yeah. And then everything else, the yardage he gets from running, the yardage he gets from the passing game uh, will be uh, will be pluses. And I believe a Taysom Hill here could be of more value than a Jalen Hurts. That's I think, what I was going to ask you. So that was going to be my name, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. If you if you if we see that he's all systems go, Taysom's in, he's the starter. You're you're playing him over Hurts this week against the Chargers. Yeah, I am. I'm playing Taysom Hill over that. I own Jalen Hurts in a few leagues. What about Kirk Cousins against that Baltimore defense? That's looked better. Oh heck yeah, I'm, I'm starting Taysom Hill. He has the potential to finish out as a top fifteen quarterback. I think top ten based on what you're saying here. So yeah. And oh, it, you're saying rest of season? Rest of season. Okay. Like, he's got a little catch-up to do, but his running game, like, if you start from this week on, he could potentially be up there. Because you look at the quarterback volatility right now, the rushers have been safer. Like, Hurts is awful in real life, but his fourth quarter scrambling gives him fantasy value. You imagine a Saints team with a good defense and a good head coach. Taysom Hill will get you 25 points almost every game. 
because of his dual quarterback um, now, potential. There. Side note that I really didn't think about, but um, coming off kind of a down week for Alvin Kamara this week, um, he's been pretty good. But, you know, if you can go get an Alvin Kamara, do you think this is an improvement for Alvin Kamara now that we, you know, we've seen the RPO type of r- quarterback improve a running back's value do you think that's no i don't i don't think so remember when the debate at the beginning of the year when it was between Taysom hill and and Jameis winston people liked winston better because it there was more check down throws to to kamara but when hill was there it wasn't as so many check down throws cause it was too much okay if it was an rpo game it was to michael thomas on the slant or a deep route if he wasn't handing the ball or maybe even a mark ingram starts to become more valuable if they he's Comes more of that downhill runner much more valuable with with Taysom Hill at quarterback there. Okay. All right, so we go that to our sits of the week. I'll start it off here. Uh, we kind of mentioned him earlier, but Devontae Smith against the Chargers, sit him. I <laughs> single digits here. I can't understand the Philly offense. I really it really hurts my brain. But <laughs> yeah, because you know Kenneth Gainwell is a great start. Yeah, Detroit <clears throat> defense. You only give three targets to like your good young receiver and he gets one catch for 15 yards well in their defense they were up big so they probably didn't need to be just throwing like the ball early game plan like you want to get smith involved but even if you look at all of his targets he's gotten he's hasn't gotten over 100 yards receiving all right um since week four and he's only had one touchdown now yeah. it's week one yeah it's been rough he's he's only had He's only eclipsed 15 points twice, and that's barely 15 in a 16-point game. So he's he's never been in your top 10, probably. And I think it's more of the quarterback's fault than Devontae Smith. Hurts yeah. can't. He's a good find dynasty ad, in my opinion. If you can go get him on the cheap, I think he's somebody that they're probably frustrated with and would sell. Right. And so then they're going against the Chargers, which they've had some high-scoring affairs against their defense, but it's mostly the run game, not the pass game. Yeah. So if you have a running back, if you. I don't know, find out which one they're going to use this week in Philly. Austin Scott. Yeah, then it can look pretty good, but we're not quite sure. Sean, who's your sit for the week? So my sit is the guy you said to trade or trade away, um, and I'm I'm going with Jeremy McNichols. Yeah. he's. I would start Miles Gaskin over him. I just I need to see it first. I don't know what they're going to do with that. Bringing in Peterson, I think, does mean something. I think they do want to use Peterson, and I, it would not shock me if McNichols you know, is just the third down back all of a sudden. So I don't want to pick him up off waivers and then put him in my lineup. Now you may be in a situation when you have to, I'm not saying that all situations you can't start McNichols, but you know, just to show you miles Gaskin is somebody you have not wanted to start, but I would start over. Okay. McNichols. I agree with you. You have to wait a little bit on that and see if AP suits up this week. Um, because he's, he's better for that offense. Than and they're playing McNichols. the LA Rams who now have Von Miller and, Aaron Jones or Aaron Donald. <coughs> Aaron Donald. Yep. So that's a ridiculous defense they have to play against this week. All right. So, Kamish, that is everything. So, I think we have for this episode. Is there anything else we need to add? I don't think so. I think that's it. I think we're we're done. All we're right. out of here. We're out of here. This has been. Oh, I love talking this one. We got a lot of great news this week. Great underdog stories. And if you're looking for start sit advice, list to Sean, not to me. <laughs> Yeah, so when we, uh, that's why I always put in there if I'm commenting on the Facebook group who it is. <laughs> we have to. Didn't, didn't your, your roommate say this too? He's like, I yeah. need to know, be who, different. Who was this? Who yeah. Was, because I'm not listening to Chris. And he's <laughs> apparently right. Don't listen to Chris. Oh, uh, don't listen to me. I've been right a couple of times. That's true. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. And yeah, listen to Sean, uh, listen to the, 
to the voice guy here at the end to follow us on all social media platforms and we'll see you guys next week deuces thanks for listening to the coach and commish podcast don't forget to check us out on twitter and instagram at coach and commish and join our facebook group called fantasy football advice with the coach and commish for direct access to weekly waiver wire and start sit advice